Good morning. It appears that we are live. Live from the mean streets of somewhere on the East Coast today. I'm Bear from the internet. We're going to do the brief. It is 18 October 23. Exploring with Tyler. I like that guy. Awesome. Good morning, heathen. We're going to do the brief 5x5, five five, Nostra Dumbass. Appreciate you. Berkey, TMC, Taylor, thank you very much in the chat. You guys know the drill. Like 40% of the people who watch the show aren't subscribed. Uh, I guess because their mommy didn't hug them enough when they were growing up. Good morning, Dr. Trev. You know, if your mommy didn't hug you enough when you were growing up, you should go see Dr. Trev, the angry Viking therapist. He's like actually a doctor. And uh, he like actually is good at helping people with head cases, including me on occasion. Anyway. I'm sorry your mommy didn't hug you. Subscribe to the show. Ring the little bell icon. Do all the YouTube things. If you're not new here, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody that you love. Uh, the show is brought to you by RefugeMedical.com. I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, in the midst of all of this ridiculous supply chain BS that we're seeing yet again, due to Israel, whom, by the way, contacted us and said, hey, we want to spend a gazillion dollars with you. Um, and while I'm flattered, you have to actually have product in order to be able to sell it during a time of war. And uh, we've been very touch and go with things being in stock at Refuge. And I'm going to tell you, these are back in stock. The bare fact and the bare minimum, as well as several other kits are back in stock. You should go check that out, refugemedical.com, now while you can. Who knows what the day shall bring. Now, we're going to talk about uh, the ATF and the Supreme Court this morning. We're going to talk about Massachusetts being overwhelmed by immigrants. And then we're going to touch on some of the stuff that's happening in the Middle East and uh, maybe a brief commentary on Ukraine. Because remember, we're still fighting a war in Ukraine. Oh, oh, Bear, we're not fighting it. The Ukrainians are fighting against the Russians. And it's not a war. It's a special military operation. Hmm. Why do they have attackums now? You know, the missile launch system that for two years we said we're not going to give them because they can use it to target Russia. And if uh, the Ukrainians target Russia with American-made attack on missiles, um, hello, official World War III. Let's do the brief. 18 October 23, the U.S. Supreme Court recently bolstered the federal government's ban on, quote, ghost guns. Unassembled firearms purchased online and assembled into functional weapons. Which, let's just get this out of the way, the way right now. You have a constitutionally protected, God-given right to protect yourself from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I would submit that sometimes the defense of oneself must uh, be preemptive offense. Just throwing that out there. So... I don't, you know, do I care what the Supreme Court said? Mm, meh, 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 mm, eh, mm. I know what Messiah said, Luke 22, 36. If you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. To which people will say, yeah, bear, but if you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Do you make a living from your sword? Are you a professional soldier? Probably not, if you're watching this. Hey, Tom. Andrew Barnes is saying ammo. That's correct. Uh, the Hornady Ammunition Plant 
spontaneously combusted? Ah, it must be an accident. It's an industrial accident. Lake City is uh, not providing ammunition to anybody unless you're the Department of Defense. <laughs> no, no civilians, no wholesale, no retail, just DOD. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a company, I make no money by telling you this at all, but uh, Freedom Munitions. I've done a fair bit of business with Freedom Munitions, and last I looked, uh, they still had uh, 9mm, 40 cal, 45, 10mm uh, pistol cartridges uh, at relatively good prices, honestly. Uh, they're 5.56 and 7.62 short, 7.62 by 39 uh, was sold out. They still have some 2.23 ammo, um, both, you know, 55 grain. FMJ 62 grain and then like 55 and 60 grain uh, Hornady VMAX, that's good stuff, as well as 77 grain OTM. They had some 762, including legitimate Winchester Mark 118 LR. That's good stuff. Um, if you don't know, you don't know. If you know, you know. Um, but it's getting scarce, homie. It's getting scarce. Uh, anyway, so yeah, ammo. Back to what the Supreme Court said. These ghost gun kits challenge existing regulations which require background checks and serial numbers for all firearms. In August of last year, the ATF, which would be a phenomenal convenience store rather than a government bureaucracy. Uh, in fact, myself and my brothers have talked about we want to uh, start a store called a uh, brick and mortar called WTF. I'm gonna go to the, the what the F store, except it would be whiskey, tobacco, and firearms. That's all we'd sell. You know, we'd have like a nice liquor shop and then a, like a cigar bar and then a gun store uh, with a big old thousand yard range out behind it. It'd be awesome. Exactly, Lionheart, exactly. Ah, uh, doobie doobie doo. In August of last year, the ATF issued rules mandating serial numbers and background checks for disassembled gun components, mirroring in-person gun purchases. Legal challenges led to a nationwide injunction by federal judge Reed O'Connor in Texas. The Supreme Court intervened, rejecting the lower court ruling, reinstating ATF regulations, and signaling a zero-tolerance stance for defiance from lower courts. University of Texas School of Law professor Steve Vladek said on CNN, quote, it's hard to see it as anything other than a repudiation of the lower courts for not correctly reading the tea leaves of the court's August ruling that froze a similar injunction. In that sense, it's just the latest in an increasing line of rulings by the Supreme Court pushing back against district courts in Texas and the Fifth Circuit, end quote. In a separate development, the Supreme Court upheld that, quote, ghost gun sellers must follow safety and anti-crime laws like traditional gun sellers. This decision reaffirmed an earlier ruling that countered Judge O'Connor's attempts to weaken it. The case now heads to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. So, am I surprised? No. Do the big they want you to be armed and capable? No. Are they, they, the big they, are they concerned that we're the enemy? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. 
The United States has a long history of arming those it says that it's friends with and disarming those that it's not. Why? Why any efforts to disarm the populace? And one could argue on, the, on a gradient here that this isn't disarmament, this is just reduction in access to arms. Okay, Guten Morgen, Striker Kid. He said, I watched your eight videos on the March E and pause, and it was so informative, I shared the Hades out of it. Thanks, Eddie E. Yeah, for a, a lot of people, I like bear, I don't have the money to come to class, I don't have the time to come to class, but I need to know this stuff, what should I do? There is a pre-existing eight-part playlist on this channel, uh, under the Trauma Medicine playlist, that contains all of the information that we teach in our level one class for free here on YouTube. Go check it out. I got a tourniquet. What do I do with it? Go watch that playlist. And you're probably going to be like, well, you know, they're not three minute videos. I don't have the time. All right, cool. If, uh, if you feel like dying when you try to apply a tourniquet and you can't go for it, homie. Uh, no, it's four hours of content because that's what it takes to teach that basic level basic level of trauma medicine smoke and swamp we need more prepper classroom episodes they're better than a netflix special thanks um there's chatter i'm not promising you anything but there's chatter of beginning the prepper class from 201 series uh it has been on our to-do list at the bear independent channel for half a year been a little busy with some other stuff, so. Let's see, in other news, Governor Maura Healey has claimed that Massachusetts may reach its limits soon, unable to house more than 7,500 migrant and homeless families. If you somehow still live in a state that is blue, votes blue every four years for the national president is controlled by a, a blue governor you've got a blue mayor in your city dude you know you do you but it's literally not possible to pay me to go to certain parts of this country if you've ever tried to book a refuge class you know that's true there are just simply places i will not go I will not go because I don't have basic rights when I go there. And the threat profile increases dramatically when I go there. I don't understand how people live there and claim that they're into preparedness. When all you have to do is spin in a 360 degree circle and see nothing but problems. Why? You don't understand, Bear, I can't get out. You don't understand that excuses are lies. We strategically relocated with three children and an 80-year-old grandma with, like, no money while getting out of debt and went from a third of an acre in a suburban neighborhood to a very large piece of land in a not-suburban neighborhood with cash money, yo. And I realize economically times are a little bit different now than they, are, than they were six years ago, but it can still be done. I mean, I was blessed to spend some time with Joel Salatin 
he of Polyface Farms uh, this past weekend at the Self-Reliance Festival. And one of the things that he was talking about, and I think it's something we need to onboard in the preparedness space and here, particularly at this channel, because we're a little bit different. Praise Yah, we're a little bit pe peculiar as compared to the rest of the prepper population. What Joel was talking about was that the average farmer is 60 years old. And the reason for that is the old people are having a hard time getting out of farming because of debt. And the new people are having a hard time getting into farming because of debt. Well, if you're one of those younger people and you need a place to go, start doing recon and building relationships with those older people that need more people on property to make it fiscally sustainable. And if you're one of those older people that wants to get out, keep your land, but don't have to be the guy sitting on the tractor every day, start looking for younger people that you can bring onto property and do life with. Boom, Instamag, boom, now we can start murdering our debt. Boom, no money out of pocket, right? So, something you might wanna think about. Back to Massachusetts. The state has already been struggling with a deluge of immigration this year. Headlines published throughout the year paint the picture. Quote, these are all the headlines. Influx of migrants in Massachusetts continues to overwhelm state resources. And more may be on the way. May from Boston.com. Massachusetts asks citizens to take illegal immigrants into their homes. No. No. No, no I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Into my home? We have used our property in eastern Oklahoma as a launch pad for a half a dozen different families. And you know what? They don't live in my home. <laughs> These are people that I love. They don't live in my home. There's a proverb for that. Don't be quick to put your foot in your brother's house lest he get too much of you and hate you. Yeah, your brother's house, let alone, you know, oh, here's this displaced family from Nicaragua. Sorry, dude. And now, can I, can I have a, a basic level of Christian compassion? Absolutely. Are there good people mixed up in that immigration situation? Absolutely. Am I going to subject my family and the people that I love to any potential outside threats? No. No, I'm not. I didn't let these people in here. I didn't agree for you to use my taxpayer money to give them a cell phone and 1500 bucks when they walked across the border. I didn't agree for people to be bussed from the southern border into these blue refuge states and refuge cities. And I, I didn't do any of that. I'm a conscious, conscientious objector to all of that. No, it's bad enough you made me pay for it when I don't agree with it. I'm now not letting these people into my house. Sorry. Like, it's retarded. Massachusetts governor declares state of emergency amid influx of migrants seeking shelter. That's from August of this year from PBS. By the start of November, Massachusetts will stop adding more shelter units and start using a wait list. 
the sanctuary state is legally obligated to provide housing to those who need it. Well, I guess you should have never declared yourself as a sanctuary state, huh? But it appears that that may soon be an impossible law to follow. Governor Healy said, quote, for months now, we have been expanding shelter capacity at an unsustainable rate to meet rising demand. Like in New York, where they were talking about taking money away from first responders and law enforcement to be able to fund more shelters for illegal immigrants. Dude, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. But what about, what about the humanitarian angle here? Yeah, we are humans too. Americans are humans too. Just throwing that out there. And I know, colonizer statement. Colonizer, are you ready? I get to say this, colonizer statement, because I'm a quarter American Indian. We were here first, dude. And like it or not, might makes right. Might makes right. We're seeing that in Israel with Gaza right now, which we'll touch on in a moment. Might makes right. Mark O'Connor, love you back, bro. Cot lumber, K-O-T-T -T lumber. If, listen, if you're anywhere near the imaginary line in the snow and you need some straight two by fours, maybe you need a, a carbide tipped blade, 12 inch for your miter saw, or just another tape measure because you've been using that tape measure for the last year and a half and it's a piece of trash, you need to go visit the boys at Cot Lumber. They watch the bear show. Every time the bear show comes on, they're phenomenal people. How do I know? I don't. I've never met them before, but I'm assuming as members of the Bear Nation that they're good to go. So if uh, you're one of those people that drinks maple syrup every morning and likes to hang out with polar bears, Cot Lumber, K-O-T-T -T Lumber, dot com. <laughs> Governor Healy said, for months now, we've been expanding shelter capacity at an unsustainable rate to meet rising demand. Despite the heroic work of public officials, heroic work, heroic work. They were running into machine gun fire as artillery rounds were landing to build these shelters. Is that what they were doing? Despite the heroic work of public officials as snipers shot at them every day to spend your taxpayer dollars to build these shelters, shelter providers and National Guard, we have reached a point where we can no longer safely or responsibly expand. Why are we using the National Guard to spend taxpayer money to build shelters for illegal immigrants? Abuse of power, anybody? Hey, I don't know who just gave me that five bucks. Cliff, thanks, man. These sick SOBs don't belong here. Why? So they can do to us what North Africa did to Germany. Dude, on the one hand, again, I can understand the humanitarian dilemma of the 95, 98, 99% of people who are air quotes seeking asylum here in the United States of America. And if we want to just be completely blunt from an economic standpoint, it's an indicator that things aren't as bad here as they are other places because people are still trying to emigrate legally or, or illegal, illegally into the United States of America. But on the other hand, there's a golden band that reminds me of someone who would not understand. But no, on the other hand, um, if we don't obey the rules that we as a nation have, we have a circus, not a country. And I think we all know we lean more in the direction of circus than country, right? Lawlessness. And because of the lawlessness, because of their lawlessness, the love of many shall, be, shall grow cold.
You know, there's been a lot of talk. Oh man, Pastor Bear hat. Put the Pastor Bear hat on. There's been a lot of talk lately of what's happening in the Middle East being a biblical war. Maybe, maybe. We're not there yet, per my understanding of the word. But in Matthew chapter 24, where Messiah talks about over and over again, hey, here's the indicators that you will see before the beginning of end times, right? And we have not checked all of those boxes yet. And I would also submit to you that there have been many periods in time between when Messiah walked the face of the earth and now that have checked the vast majority of those boxes. So with all of that, with all of that, we forget where he says, and because of the increase in lawlessness, the love of many shall grow cold. Now think about that. Here at, in the United States of America, like, yeah, lawlessness, they're breaking the law. And not that old Judas Priest song, Breaking the Law. Um, yeah, we are breaking the law. Nobody obeys the law anymore. But is that the context? Was Messiah speaking to the United States of America when he said that? No. Because of the increase in lawlessness, the love of many shall grow cold. What law do you think he was talking about? i just give you a quick cross-reference. Two of them. Two of them. You know, if you've if you got a pen handy and a piece of paper, or you're going to write it on your hand like I do, Matthew 5.17 and Matthew 7.21. Okay? It's a biblical law, a biblical war. Uh, maybe. Not yet. Potentially, but not yet. The law. That's right. Good job, Shadow Wolf. You're getting it. Now, shifting gears a little bit, Andy Barnes, the law. Let's shift, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, I'm sure y'all have heard, because a very well-informed audience here, the Al-Ali Hospital in Gaza, also being referred to as the Baptist Hospital in Gaza. The death toll continues to rise, originally reported as 500 dead, then 600 dead, and now... Uh, now, some reports are saying somewhere around 3,300 killed and wounded, okay? The Hamas, the Palestinians, now, the Palestinians are not Hamas. Like, all Hamas are Palestinians, but not all Palestinians are Hamas, if that makes sense. Uh, just like all bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Tracking? Tracking like a tank, bro. All right, cool. Um, Hamas has said that Israel bombed slash rocketed the Al-Ali the Al Hospital in Gaza. And that's why uh, it blew up. And that's why there's so many humanitarian, so many casualties, civilian casualties there. Israel is saying, no. The hospital was hit by a Hamas rocket, which was one of 450 rockets that have been launched in Gaza but have fallen short of Israel. One of 450 rockets since 7 October 23. So in the last 11 days, 
Israel has been able to count 450 plus rockets that were launched from Gaza and never made it out of Gaza into Israel and that one of those rockets is what hit the hospital. There's a third possibility. There's myriad other possibilities, but there's a third possibility. I think we deserve it. We owe it to ourselves to consider. I need more coffee. I'm stumbling over my words. By the way, this is the first time I've spoken English today or any words at all. Other than talking to the father before I got on here and talked to y'all. So, third possibility. It is a fact, it is a fact that Hamas, the Palestinian terrorist organization, co-locates amid civilian infrastructure. We know for a fact, on many, many occasions, Hamas has put their people and their command and control structure and all of that inside of hospitals, underneath hospitals, in schools, in orphanages, specifically so that Israel will not target them because Israel cares a lot more about civilian casualties than Hamas does. And so when Hamas co-locates in a hospital, it increases the likelihood that Israel will not attack them. Okay? We also know that for decades they have produced weapons at some of these facilities. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Have you noticed that's how every, every episode of Ancient Aliens on the History Channel starts? Ancient alien theorists surmise that it could be possible that this coffee lid is actually four billion years old, as written about by Chariot of the Gods by Eric Von Daniken. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Is it plausible? No. And then the next 59 minutes of the episode is based upon the plausibility, not the possibility. So, is it possible that Hamas is building weapons inside of schools and hospitals? Yeah. Is it plausible? Yeah, because they've been doing it for decades. Ergo, is it plausible that one of Hamas's piece of shit rockets blew up before it ever got off the ground at that hospital? And that's what we're seeing. <sighs> yes. Quell Daddy says that the ancient astronaut theorists say yes, it is possible. Well, then we're on the same page. Me and Mario Sukalakalakalos. You know the Greek guy that's got the hair like this? That guy? Aliens. That guy. Um, the implications of the Al-Ali Hospital, a.k.a. Baptist Hospital, explosion. As a result, the Muslim world, and there are Arabs, and there are Persians, and there, there are Sunnis, and there are Shia, all of which are different factions of the Muslim world, but all of them have united around this attack, what they consider to be an attack by Israel on civilian infrastructure in Gaza. And they're up in arms. I was getting uh, messages yesterday from people, uh, human, saying that um, there are Palestinian-backed protests 
at uh, the Jor embassies in Jordan, Jordanian embassies, uh, and in Tehran, Iran, the US, UK, and French embassies, and many other embassies around the world, uh, and to the point where, quote, almost every embassy in the Middle East is under the threat of being overwhelmed. Now, I don't know if you remember, um, there's a little place called Libya. And uh, our embassy there was overwhelmed, overrun. Lebanon, right. Um, there's, it's not looking great from that standpoint. President Biden is in Israel to show solidarity with Bibi Netanyahu and Israel. And while he was on the ground, while he is on the ground, he was supposed to be meeting with the leadership of Jordan, Egypt, and Palestine. However, Jordan, Egypt, and Palestine canceled the meeting with the President of the United States of America because of this attack on the Al-Ahi Ali Hospital in Gaza. Now, I, don't, I can't say that I blame him because I don't know if I would take a meeting with President Biden, just being perfectly frank. If the Secret Service called and said, Mr. Bear, the President of the United States of America would like to meet with you, I'd be like, oh, Trump is here? They'd be like, no, sir. No, no. Mr. Biden. Like, I don't know. I got to think about that one. Honestly, for why? Why do I want to meet with Biden? That dude's a pedophile. He's corrupt. I, did. I don't want anything to do with that dude. So I can't say I blame Jordan, Egypt, and Palestine. However, it shows the weakened state of the United States of America on the global stage. We know Biden's weak as well, right? Let's just say President Bear shows up in Israel, as if I was going to do that, show up in Israel. And Jordan, Egypt, and Palestine are like, no, we're not playing. You can go home. I'm like, excuse me. I represent the United States of America. You will meet with me. The end. If not, F-A-F-O. By the way, the president of Palestine, congratulations, you're the president of a two million person open air prison. You don't have a lot of uh, chutzpah. You don't have a lot of horsepower, right? Egypt, that's cute. Hey, Egypt, have you ever seen an aircraft carrier? I have 11 of them, right? Jordan, <laughs> okay. Ote, right? Exactly, Ricochet. Weak men bring hard times. Right? Oh, they don't, sorry, sir, they don't want to meet with you. They canceled the meeting. That's cute. Bring them to me. Sir, are you being serious? Yes, I'm being dead serious. Call the Rangers. <laughs> Tell the Rangers. I need the leaders of Jordan, Egypt, and Palestine here uh, within the next 24 hours. Let's go. See, but we don't, we don't operate like that anymore. And people would argue, do we have the right? Do we have the responsibility? Should we exercise that much power and authority? Hey man, speak softly and carry a big stick. So do you want me to, more like Delta? Yeah, but who's gonna take the airfields, Quail? Besides, Delta's busy right now. They're rescuing American hostages in Israel. Israel is a man, not a place on a map. 
Clement Clark, you're so close. Israel was a man, not a place on a map, and Israel is those who believe in Yahuwah or Elohim, the Lord our God. Exodus 32, read it. Israel is those who have striven with Elohim, who have overcome with Elohim, and who are ruling with Elohim. We've all struggled with God. I have, decade of apostasy, right? Those who have struggled with Elohim, those who have overcome with Elohim, how do we overcome? By the blood of the Lamb, Messiah, and the word of our testimony. Roger that. Atonement, belief in Messiah, and he who is ruling with Elohim. What does it mean to rule with Elohim? Exodus 19, verse 6. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. It uh, is representative of the pattern of behavior that we poor little humans go through in our relationship with the creator of the universe. Thanks, Shadow Wolf. So, U.S. embassies and U.K. and French embassies and other Western nation embassies throughout the Middle East um, are seeing prodigious protesting right now. Jordan, Egypt, and Palestine have canceled their meeting with Biden. Biden is in Israel, showing solidarity for the attacks on Israel there. Israel is essentially engaged in a campaign of leveling Gaza. Um, I believe the words that were used by the war cabinet in Israel was, Gaza will be a tent city. Now the issue being that there's 2 million-ish Palestinians there and there's no place for them to flee. I believe it on the southern border of Gaza into Egypt is the Al-Rafah border control checkpoint. And they are capable of processing about 2,000 people a day. Which means it'll only take them 1,000 days to process all the people out of Gaza into Egypt. The Egyptians don't necessarily want the Palestinians either, being perfectly clear even though the Democrats who are running this country right now are trying to float a bill saying that we should bring a million Gazans here to the United States of America. Hey, dumbass, a bunch of those people are Hamas. No, I don't think we should do that. If Egypt, their next door neighbor doesn't want them, why would we bring them here? Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Did Israel really change their flag from the menorah to the Star of David? It's always been the Star of David. It's always been the Star of David since 1948. It's been the Star of David. Which, by the way, you may be interesting to know, it's uh, referred to as the Mogan David, the Shield of David. Uh, the six-pointed star. And David never saw that with his own eyeballs. Never. It was a 17th century sect of Judaism in Prague, Czechoslovakia, I believe. Is it Prague? It's in Czechoslovakia? In Prague. Uh, that was heavy into Kabbalah, the Kabbalah, that began using the six-pointed star as the Mogan David, the Shield of David. And prior to that, it was used in um, pseudo-occultish practices with the five-pointed star, uh, what is known as the uh, pentacle or pentagram, the six-pointed star, and then other symbols such as the swastika before it was adopted by the Nazis, the SS. So yeah, David never saw that six-pointed star. 
he like never laid eyes on it. Okay, uh, it's called, but it is referred to as the Mogan David, the Shield of David. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't until 17th century at the earliest that it even began to become associated with Judaism. And the thing to think about here, and this is important, is that the nation state of Israel on a map as defined by the League of Nations in 1947, codified in 1948, Israel is the homeland of the Jews, the tribe of the Yahudim, the tribe of Judah. Judah is one of 13 tribes. And the house of Israel is what is in the diaspora, has been dispersed into the nations right now. The house of Judah is still there, bro. They're still there, but they are not Israel. But the Jews have co-opted the word Israel. They don't want to think about the other 12 tribes. Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Zebulon, Issachar, uh, Manasseh, Ephraim, uh, Dan, and I forgot the other one. Pretty good. That's pretty good. 12 out of 13. So, good morning, Michael Martinez. So the Jews have basically said, hey, we're Israel. Now, dude, you never were Israel. Israel biblically refers to everybody who's not in the tribe of Judah. And if you read Romans 11, Israel, if you're a Gentile believer in Messiah, Israel is what you are grafted into. The Levites. I said, did I say Levi? I thought I said Levi. Anyway. Dude, and read the book of Asher. Simeon and Levi, book of Jasher. And then, then we'll get to attack him in Ukraine. Simeon and Levi were brutal when Dinah, Abraham's daughter, was raped by the prince of Shechem, Hamor. Their stories recounted in Genesis. And uh, basically, um, Israel, Jacob, finds out and he's pissed. But his sons aren't home and he doesn't tell his sons. And then they find out. And so they go to Shechem and they say, hey, if you circumcise all your men, we'll allow you to marry our daughter or our, allow you to marry our sister. Okay. And they say, okay, sounds good. And so all the men of Shechem, all the men of Shechem get circumcised. And then on the third day, and see, it's interesting because there's, it points to where's your heart condition. They did it for worldly riches and they get slaughtered on the third day. Abraham did it to be in covenant with Yah, and he meets Yah on the third day at his tent. Yah comes to him, makes a house call, right? So where's your heart condition when you come into a covenant? But on the third day, Simeon and Levi by themselves go to Shechem. And if you read the book of Jasher, they slaughter 815 men, the two of them. Slaughter them, Simeon, Simeon and Levi. They leave two dudes alive to run away, run away and tell everybody else in the neighborhood, do not mess with the children of Israel. And they take Dinah, their sister back. And when Abraham, and this is why Abraham, or I'm sorry, not Abraham. This is why Jacob, Israel is like, dude, you've made my name a stench. Everybody around here is going to hear what my sons did. You guys went over here and killed 815 men. And uh, their response is, would you let them treat our sister like a whore? No. No. 
we will not let them treat our sister like a whore. But think about the inverse of that argument is, yeah, tell everybody around here, two of us killed 815 men. That's why in the story of Joseph, who does Joseph put in prison of the brothers? Simeon. Because Simeon was like the professional MMA fighter, professional war fighter of all the brothers. If we got to put any of these people into prison, who should it be? Simeon. Simeon can handle it. He'll be running that place in 72 hours. And this is why the priesthood is given to the Levites, because Levi is an incredibly dangerous man. And that propensity for bloodlust can only be cited by constantly, daily, getting blood upon their blade for Yah with the daily sacrifices. It's the same Levites that Moshe says after the golden calf incident, Levi, put your sword upon your thigh and go throughout the camp, north to south, east to west, and kill every man who bent his knee to Baal. The priesthood, swords, kill every man who bent his knee to Baal, which goes back around to what we we're talking about with the ATF and the Supreme Court earlier, why Messiah says in Luke 22:36, he who doesn't have a sword, sell his cloak and buy one. Exactly, Cordell. Right, so Jasher, it's a good read. Jasher, if there's anybody out there who's a graphic novelist, the book of Jasher would be an awesome, awesome graphic novel. Like, phenomenal. It's, it's like an action movie. Attackums in Ukraine. Per RT, Russia Today. Attackums delivery will prolong Ukraine's agony, according to Putin. The Russian president stated that such moves are another mistake by the U.S. and will only extend the conflict. Russian President Vladimir Putin condemned U.S. deliveries of Attackums long-range missiles to Ukrainian forces when speaking to the press in Beijing on Wednesday. Oh, by the way, Putin is in China. That's going to go well for us. Putin argued that Moscow would still be able to repel such attacks, making it yet another mistake on Washington's part. Quote, We, of course, will be able to repel these attacks, Putin said, suggesting that the U.S. missiles will ultimately fail to have a significant impact on the situation on the battlefield. Quote, What's more important is that these deliveries fundamentally won't be able to change the situation on the contact line at all. We can say this for sure, Putin emphasized. He also added that attackums delivered will not be able to help Ukraine turn the tide on the battlefield and that there, quote, is nothing good for Ukraine in this sense. It just prolongs the agony. Continuing the quote, this is yet another mistake on the part of the United States, end quote, Putin claimed, explaining that had Washington refrained from sending the missiles, it could have later positioned itself as the good guy for its attempts to prevent needless casualties. Quote, but they did it and there will be no result. That's why it's a mistake, Putin said. Putin's comments came after the New York Times reported that the U.S. had secretly transferred some 20 attackums to Ukraine under the condition that Kyiv would not use them against targets on Russian territory. In his remarks, the Russian leader also admitted that these deliveries would nevertheless cause harm and create additional risk for Russia. However, the most significant error, according to the Russian leader, is that the U.S. is becoming more and more personally involved in the Russia-Ukraine conflict and it is becoming increasingly obvious. Quote, let no one try to claim that they, the United States, didn't have a hand in this. We believe that they have, Putin said.
Our dumbass politicians and representatives are going to get us into a shooting match with the Russians and maybe the Iranians and maybe the Chinese and uh, who knows how that goes for us. Probably not great is my guess. I was texting a brother yesterday. He's like, man, the world's going crazy. And I'm like, it is. I said, I want to stay at home and eat sheep because it's fun, not because I have to. And uh, why can't they go do the shooting match themselves? No, Shadow Wolf, I would love that. We should draft everybody in Congress and in the Senate. Yeah. We'll call them the useless brigade and just send them over there. <laughs> peeping toms go to the homestead I'm gonna start using that phrase I see peeping toms watching the stream and not hitting the like button right oh doobie 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 on Tuesday Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky personally thanked the US and President Joe Biden for supplying Kiev's forces with long-range attack on missiles I thought it was supposed to be a secret way to go Zelensky that says the Ukrainian military issued a statement claiming that the U.S.-made missiles were used for the first time to strike Russian airfields and helicopters in the Luhansk and Zaporizhzhia regions. The Ukraine war is going to be a long, drawn-out, nasty war. We spent $3 trillion during the global war on terror. over 20 years-ish. Dude, we don't have the economic strength as a nation right now. Even though Janet Yellen disagrees, according to Janet Yellen, Yellen Treasury Secretary, oh yeah, we got plenty of money. Uh, we can fight a war with Israel. We can fight a war with Russia and Ukraine. We, we can fight, uh, let's take on China too. We got plenty of money. Just because you can print it out of thin air doesn't mean it has any value, which I guess take away for us. Man, as the world continues to get dumber and dumber, um, to the extent that you have any disposable fiat currency, uh, I would absolutely be trading that worthless green paper for stuff that has inherent value, whether that's small denomination gold and silver or ammo or water filters or med kits or fuel or land out in the country dude um, between inflation between Bidenomics and global war keeping money in the bank just to watch it lose value probably not a great idea now I'm not a financial planner I don't even play one on YouTube but um, I am I think smart enough to realize you know basic math uh, the rate of inflation far exceeds the rate of return on any investment currently. Traditional investment. So I would invest in things that actually have inherent value um, at a minimum for you know their usefulness in end times to say nothing of wealth preservation. Lionheart tools. I like tools. Yeah, tools are good. Um, but all the things that you need, I'd be getting them sooner than later because, man, I know we had a failed day of global jihad and a lot of people were pretty disappointed by that. You know, I got all dressed up for nothing. Famous line from Braveheart. 
But that doesn't mean that things still can't go south super fast. Now, all that being said, you don't get to operate in fear and hang around, hang around very long at this channel. We're not about fear. We're about the preservation of life. And so do what you need to do to perpetuate normalcy for the people that you love. Now, for some of y'all, that may require radically changing the way your life works. For some of us, we've been doing this for so long and we've strategically located, us on the, located ourselves on the map that implications for us are far less severe than they would be for others. But unfortunately, for the next few months, if not years, I'm going to be able to say at the end of every brief, it's a great day to prep. Because, <sighs> man, if you thought 2020 was weird, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder, boys and girls. It's odd. I don't love it. See, stability, stability is what uh, brings an economic flourish to our society. Predictability is profitable. Right now, the instability leads to the predictability of the military-industrial complex, which is profitable for them. Stability on the home front and around the world is what makes things profitable for us. And so, just like COVID was in many senses a redistribution of wealth, so is this. So is warfare. They're going to tax you, take it out of your pocket, go fight a war over there somewhere, preferably over there somewhere, and take your taxpayer money and redistribute it to their own bank accounts, their own stock portfolios, and the same for all of their friends. It's just another redistribution of wealth at the cost of the blood of your sons and daughters. Remember, I believe it's in 1 Samuel, the prophet Samuel, the Israelites, after the period of time known as Shoftim, about 400 years of judges, where they had judges. And what did the judges do? They rightly divided the law, the same, the same law that Messiah said, because of the increase in lawlessness, the love of many has grown cold. That same law, the judges would rightly divide that and decide between two, you know, complainant and defendant, if you will. Well, after that period of time, the people of Israel started clamoring for a king. And the prophet Samuel said to them, I can give you a king. Again, paraphrasing, New Living Bear translation. I can give you a king, but if I do, you need to understand, he's going to take your sons. He's going to take your daughters. He's going to take some of your money. He's going to take the best of your field and the best of your wine, the best of your oil. He's going to take, take, take. And the children of Israel said, yeah, we're good with that. Just give us a king. Give us a king like all these other nations that we're surrounded by. Like they forgot Leviticus 19. Be set apart, be sanctified, be holy as I, Yahweh, your Elohim, the Lord, your God, am sanctified, holy, set apart. Why do we need earthly kings? We don't if we aren't convinced that we need to be earthly, fleshly beings. But when you focus on the physical, you require physical infrastructure to manage it. When you focus on the mental, emotional, spiritual, you don't need a physical king to manage that. There's one intercessor, Messiah, 
That's it. That's it. Hebrews chapter 8. Read it. <clears throat> the mediator of a renewed covenant. The go-between and between us and the Most High. That's it. You don't need a king for that. But if you focus on the worldly stuff, yeah, you do need a king. And a parliament, or a Knesset, or a congress, and a military-industrial complex, and governors, and bureaucrats, and all that other happy horseshit. And once that cat's out of the bag, once you got a king, it's really damn hard to get rid of it. Because once you give that authority away, they're never going to give it back to you. And if you try and take it by force, you're going to be spending your own sons and your own daughters and your own grain of your field <clears throat> and your own oil and your own wine to do that while the king is still taking his percentage as well. That's the brief for today. I appreciate y'all very much. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, I bid you adieu. Beat feet, skedaddle. Get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. Links in the description for all this stuff. Uh, this morning on Patreon, we uh, have a video up called Prepping for Winter. And so winter is coming. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean that actually. Winter is coming. Although the metaphor stands. So things like some basic stuff that as we move from fall into winter, what do we need to do? Um, <clears throat> that video is up on Patreon this morning. Um, Patreon's 10 bucks a month. It's a prepper consultancy. You ask me the questions, I give you the answers. I've also got uh, a lot of behind the scenes footage coming from the filming that we did yesterday at A Rude Awakening. Um, I think we made 19 pieces of content yesterday. Yeah, um, very, very good profitable and I don't mean dollars wise it was a, a really good meetup really good conversations and those are going to begin posting every Tuesday on patreon for the next however many long in addition to the Monday Wednesday Friday uh, not only the written brief and the links to the sources for the brief but also the Monday Wednesday Friday exclusive content and the Thursday patreon exclusive live stream so that's up uh, patreon.com link in the description uh, Mountain Readiness, this Friday morning, go to Mountain Readiness, R-E-A-D-I-N-E-S-S, mountainreadiness.com. Um, this Friday morning, 9 local time, 9 a.m. Eastern, I am doing a Stop the Bleed class. I will be instructing a Stop the Bleed class at mountainreadiness.com. It's in Harmony, North Carolina, and uh, the... Event promoters contacted me yesterday morning. They're like, hey, we had an instructor that's going to be unable to make it. Can you teach a class? And I was like, sure. What do you want to do? And they're like, you want to do uh, Stop the Bleed? I was like, sounds awesome. Let's do it. The tickets for the entire event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, are 35 bucks. There are multiple <laughs> classes going on. Uh, mine will be one of them. Additionally, the uh, prepper novelist, Angry American, will be there. I will be there. The Refuge Medical Sales Team will be there. The J.A. Dudley will be there. The team from Tactical Rifleman will be there. The guys from Forged in Fire will be there. A bunch of other people will be there. 
uh, it's called Mountain Readiness. Mountain, R-E-A-D-I-N-E-S-S.com. Um, Shalom, Michelle, and um, Badger just posted the link. Uh, so look for the Blue Wrench. There's a link to mountainreadiness.com. Just scroll back just a little bit in the comments. So I'll be there. And uh, it's 35 bucks for a ticket for the weekend. You, there's a campsite near there if you want to camp. There's hotels in the area, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so 9 a.m. Friday, I am teaching a stop the bleed there. Bring your kits, because I don't, I won't have trainer kits with me. So bring your kits. Okay, bear. Cool. Uh, speaking of kits, Refuge Medical, we are back in stock on the bear fac and the bare minimum. I know a lot of y'all were disappointed to learn that we were out of stock on those uh, flagship products. The world is weird, man. Like I said, uh, Israel. Israel called. I was like, hey, can we spend a gazillion dollars with you? It's like, well, it doesn't matter ideologically how I feel about whether or not you can or should spend a gazillion dollars with me because I would have to have product to send to you. Now, what's the best kit to bring for Stop the Bleed? Shop stuff, whatever kit you got. We're going to be going over tourniquets, pressure bandages, and gauze. Um, we'll probably touch on chest seals as well. I've only got two hours to teach what I typically teach in four hours. Uh, but at a minimum, we're going to do tourniquets, pressure bandages, and wound packing. Um, so, and chest seals as well, very likely. Now, um, you got to have a kit. Bare fact, bare men back in stock today. It doesn't matter if I want to sell to Israel or not because I have to have the stuff to sell. Everybody, and I'm telling you this as an industry insider, everybody is running short on stuff right now. Between the war in Ukraine, the Department of Defense gobbling up stuff as they have been for the last year or more, and now the war in Israel, um, scarcity is becoming a thing. Scarcity breeds value. That's basic economics. We've not increased our prices even though we could. Uh, but we do have the bare fact and the bare minimum back in stock. So I would recommend you, if you need a kit or you need another kit, bare minimum is awesome. My wife is a former army medic and loves hers. Thank you, Viper. I greatly appreciate that. We have no obligation to support Israel or Ukraine. I agree, Wade. I agree. That's why when we sent medical components to Ukraine, we sent them in the hands of a brother for free, we donated them so that he could go over there and train TACMED. Never sold a never sold a single thing to Ukraine. I've not sold a single thing to Israel. Now I also have brothers in Israel, and if my brothers in Israel need something, I will make sure that they can get it. Okay, but that's different than selling to uh, the nation state of Israel which I'm not doing because I got to keep stuff in stock for y'all, okay, for y'all. That's our business model, okay? I got to keep stuff in stock for y'all. And so I'm telling you today, bare fact and bare minimum are back in stock. Um, HSA and FSA eligible, all that stuff. You guys know the drill. This is the bare fact. There are many like it. Not a whole lot in my store right now. And it's the best freaking trauma medicine first aid kit on planet Earth. If I can only get one, which one should I get? Our rebuilt homestead. 
start with the bare minimum. I would recommend the bare minimum because it does everything from uh, boo-boos to bullet holes. That now, of course, the Bearfac is a flagship product for a reason. We sold more Bearfacs than any other kit in our history as a company. Now, it's also been around the longest. This is the Bearfac 3.0. Um, it's been around the longest as compared to all the other products. But uh, there's a reason. There's a reason we sell uh, a whole metric butt ton of Bearfacs because it's there is no competition for this kit. It does not exist. MC Uper, all the cool guys have them. Yes, they do. RL, love my bear, minimum 2.0. Yep. So it's guys, it's got everything you need. Okay. Um, refuge training. On the 29th and 30th of October, we have classes in Spiro, Oklahoma at the refuge headquarters. The whole refuge team will be there. The evening of the 29th, which is a Sunday, we're doing a refuge block party in the parking lot. So if you're gonna to come to class on the 29th, plan to be there that evening as well. If you're gonna to come to class on the 30th, which is a Monday, try and get in the evening before, Sunday evening, so you can come to the block party. Details, refugetraining.com. This is gonna be the last in-person training that we're very likely to do for the civilian sector in 2023. The way the world is shaping up, um, I would very much so encourage you, if you don't know, if you don't know, kinesthetically know that you can do it without thinking about it, how to use your first aid kit, come to class. Morning, Risky Krisky. Yo, Risky, I heard you were at Self-Reliance Festival and you left at the same time that I arrived, man. I was talking to John and he was like, hey, Risky Krisky's, he's right there. And I'm like, no way, I wanna go meet that dude. And then you were gone and so, I'm not deeply offended, and I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I don't know why you gotta dodge me like that. I'm just saying, it hurts. It hurt, dude. You hurt me. <laughs> why? Refuge training, 29th and 30th, Spyro, Oklahoma. Go to, uh, past my essential responder, Bob kicked my ass with a blue gun. <laughs> Cordell, yeah, that'll happen. You'll have that on these big jobs. Refugetraining.com course the refuge ruckus uh, we're going to raise money and awareness for caleb house by rocking through downtown fort smith arkansas three-day event march 8th through 10th 2024 visit refugeruckus.com go there and do it it's going to be awesome calebhouse.org caleb with a k if you want to support our anti-human traffic ministry if you think that uh, it's an abomination that assholes serially rape children we agree and we actually do something about that I'll have to take a class and meet with you and meet you on the up and up. Yeah, you should take a class, man. That'd be awesome. Email us. We'll set that up. CalebHouse.org. Caleb with a K. All your swag is at Grindstone Ministries as well as online giving. If you want a t-shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie, it is hoodie season again uh, for Caleb House. Or you want uh, our brother Sauce Facts Not Feeling shirt. Or you want our brother Rex's The Real Dope shirt. Links are in the description. Or you can go to grindstoneministries.com. And if, if, if the spirit moves you to donate, to tithe, to give a love gift, pick your terminology, I don't care. If the spirit moves you, you can donate at grindstoneministries.com. If it does not, no worries. 
And last but certainly not least, I wish I had some MooseRunCoffee.com. Get the grindstone blend. It's tremendous. Believe it. I helped develop it. Moose Run Coffee Grindstone Blend. A portion of the proceeds go to supportgrindstoneministries.com. And that is the brief for today. I love y'all. We should talk to the Father, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. We should do that. Oh, good morning, Abba Father. You are brilliant and amazing and awesome and humbling. And, uh, man, what a gift that we get to do life with you, that you saw fit to let us wake up today and allow us to breathe your air and keep pumping this blood through our body. Father, thank you. Thank you for all your myriad blessings, even in the midst of what seems like struggle and strife and heartache. And Father, I know there are people out there who are going through hell right now. Health issues and work issues and money issues and people issues and just feels like the world is happening to them rather than they are happening to the world. And so, Father, I pray that you administer to these people. Put a hedge of protection around them, Father, that any weapon that is formed against them would not prosper. Father, Yah, be there anything within the sound of my voice that is not of you. We come together in agreement and rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Father, fill us up with your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit for wisdom and discernment strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, put us where you need us today. Let us be a peace on the chessboard for you, for your will to be done. Use us as you see fit. Let us be a blessing. Help us help your people Father, all the donkeys in the ditch out there, let them know they're loved. Send help. Father, thank you for loving us from the foundation of the world. Thank you for bringing us all together. Thank you for redeeming us, even though we're not worthy. And because we're not worthy, it just proves how much you love us and care about us. Thank you for bringing us home again by the blood of your Son. Father, I pray that you just pour out blessings on everybody within the sound of my voice. Thank you again for today. Thank you for this opportunity to serve you. And ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Y'all have a banging day. I'll see you when I see you. Shalom.